Sorry, start over. That is her Joker impersonation. <laughs> hey, nerds, welcome back to another episode of No Country for Pop Culture. Alongside with the Joker, I am Rico Moore. I'm Liz. And that was pretty fitting for this episode. <laughs> we just got out of seeing the Joker a while ago, and this is my third time seeing the Joker. Liz is second. And so with this episode, we wanted to talk about what we noticed after our multiple viewing. And not really analysis of what we think um, might have been. Like there's some people saying maybe it was all a dream or in his head and all that kind of stuff. So that's not where we're going. We're just going to see what we saw and discuss that. So um, Liz, what yes. do you think about the second time? You watched it. Um, Were you able to pick up some more things? Yeah, definitely. Now that I knew going into it that the Joker was kind of an unreliable narrator, I tried to look for those signs to see where maybe we were slipping away from actual reality into his reality. Um, Just tried to look for those little things. And then I just tried to keep my eyes open for small details. So um, one thing that I noticed was... um, in the scenes where we know it's not real, that later they tell us those scenes aren't real, I just noticed how the lighting um, moved to really soft lighting, and they used a lot of bokeh lights, which are the lights kind of in the background that are um, not in focus. Things weren't in crisp, clear focus. There's kind of haze over it, and there tended to be music playing in the background of those scenes. And um, the one that immediately stuck out to me was the hospital scene where, um, oh, what's her name? Actress Zazie Beetz. Yeah, is sitting next to him, but um, later we find out she's not actually there. Yes. Um, When she's sitting with him, you know, the lighting's pretty soft. A lot of the hospital equipment isn't in crisp, clear view, but as soon as she leaves the room, and it's just him, like, it immediately, things are super crisp and clear. The TV with Murray on it is so clear that you see, like, the little dots on the screen. Um, I just kept looking for those clues that the director and cinematographer was trying to leave for us. So I liked watching for those those scenes where we knew, now that we've seen it once, that, okay, that's not really happening. Um my favorite thing that I noticed this time was something I, I pointed out to you. I tried not to talk to you during the movie or um, mention things, but my favorite little detail that I caught this time is when he was practicing for Murray's show. Mm-hmm. And he was sitting on the couch. Um, I think it's when he practices his entrance and his walk and he sits on the couch and he's having his fake interview. He's got a little coffee cup sitting yes. next to the table. And he's written with like Sharpie marker live with Murray Franklin on the little coffee cup. And that just, that tickled me. I thought that was so funny. Yeah. And she pointed that out to me in, uh, during the movie. And it was good because it's just the funny nuance of just him having to be painstakingly perfect with mm-hmm. everything. Cause and again, um, do you ever notice yet? This is a spoiler. We're going to be discussing and talking about the film. So if you have not seen it, you might want to, Pause it, go watch the movie, and come back and pick this up. Or if you don't want to see and just want to just hear what we have to say, then well, by all means. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to start off saying that uh, it has been one of the best movies I've seen 
in a long time. Not just a superhero and doesn't even really... It doesn't play like a comic book movie. The only parts of it that feel comic booky are the um, the violent scenes, which I prefer because you just don't see a lot of the violence. Or I don't because my eyes were closed. Yeah. But, um, you know, you kind of see the aftermath of it, but you don't really see... It's not super gory you know they they kind of hold back on that that felt comic book to me mm-hmm. but the the movie feels more like a character study than a comic book movie yes definitely and um i think it's just amazing the it just it just has so many layers and it's refreshing and again i i love marvel cinematic universe and i love all the popcorn flash and special effects and all that kind of stuff. But if this is the way DC is moving, um, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. I love to see the more darker elements, not just with the villains, but even possibly even the new Batman movie coming out and such. Yeah. But um, I am digressing. I want to talk about what I was looking forward to, that I I saw it the second time with my nephew, and I pointed some things out, and it just intrigued Liz to go want to see it again. And one of the things is just the different laughs. Of, oh yeah, of I did. The Joker. When you told me that, I watched. I listened for it this time to see what you picked up on. But yeah, you said what you saw. Oh, yeah, again, you know, it's um, um, Joaquin Phoenix plays the character Arthur Fleck, so we'll refer to him because Arthur Fleck has a different laugh. Have you seen in the very beginning? His you meet him after he's beaten, and he's with his counselor. Mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call her. The social worker. Yes, and he has that laugh that, you know, first time you see it, you think you don't know what's going on. It's And not until he laughs that way, maybe the second time, that the conditioned laugh he has, the one yeah, that... It's not until he's on the bus and he actually pulls out the card. Yes. That you realize what's going on. Yeah. And that laugh is apparently supposed to be because of a brain injury or some kind of traumatic effect, that he has that laugh when he has an awkward situation. Mm-hmm. Which you have that laugh, and it's, and you can see it's painful too because he holds his throat. Right. You know, so. He almost gags while he's doing it. You're not quite sure if he's going to throw up or not. There's a couple moments where, yeah, he kind of gags on the laugh. Yes, and you know, he had it um, in the beginning with the, um, the social worker, mm-hmm. then on the bus. With the little boy. Yes, then he had it on the train yes. uh, when the three bankers, you know, yeah. assaulted him. Uh, then you had it when he is doing his first stand-up performance. And then I think he had another, then he, um, uh, it's gonna, I want to say at least one more time he had it, I think, um, oh, definitely he finds out, um, that he was adopted and he finds the dark truth about his, his mom and everything. I'm pretty sure it's one or more times, but definitely that is the laugh he has, um, because he is in situations, it's so emotional for him. Then he has one of my favorite laughs that, you know... Uh, <laughs> that you do all the time. Yes, and I'm not going to do it now because no, it. it's late at night. It's or, creepy. Uh, yeah. Um, the other laugh is the one that he thinks... Uh, he is very socially inept. So when there is a, a situation where people are laughing, he has that signature laugh. Yeah, like he's... The trying chameleon. to figure out like how you're supposed to laugh. Yes. It, it starts off normal, but it always is either too loud or not at the right time when everyone else is laughing. It comes mm. like a few beats later. 
Yeah. And then it just has that little creepy end at the <laughs> very end. Yeah, and I think the and even the, the last one, which I'm about to get into evolution. Um, uh, he actually does that on the Mary Show too, because mm-hmm. it's a joke, and he does it at first. And then he has what I call that um, his laugh, his true laugh, which you don't really. It's it's very subtle. It's almost a giggle. Mm-hmm. And the second time I saw it, I, I is when I first caught it when um, Murray announces that he has a video. And he's going to show when he yes. first shows um, Arthur's video, you know, debacle of his stand-up show, and uh, he gets so excited and he's, oh my goodness, and you know, of course his adopted mother or mm-hmm. mother that he thought at the time Penny was still, you know, sleeping, uh, he starts laughing. Right. And that's his normal laugh because he doesn't have that chameleon laugh. He doesn't have that um, conditioned laugh. He just, he's so happy he laughs. I heard it a couple times in the movie as well because you told me so. I just kept my ear open. Mm. At the very beginning when the other clown gives him yes. the bag and he mm. opens it up and sees the gun inside, mm-hmm. he kind of chuckles a little. Yeah, I caught it that time. When it falls out of his pocket at the children's hospital, mm-hmm. he kind of had a nervous giggle that he let out there, but it wasn't the manic laugh and it wasn't the fake laugh that he learned. Like, I caught a couple times where his true kind of giggle came out. Yep, I caught it today when he, when he was handed the gun also. Yeah. But it just all mashes towards the end because when he finally embraces um, the sanity or the insanity... You mm-hmm. know, because he does do that command lap on the on the um, Murray show. Murray show, but then as he gets fully in, you know, into who we'd become later, the Joker. I notice one thing this time is that um, when he shoots um, Murray, you know, he sits there and he giggles at first, and it, then but he doesn't have that awkwardness. Mm-mm. You know, he doesn't laugh like he's nervous or upset, you know. He just he's, owns it, mm-hmm. what he's about to do. Yeah. And so that's when I realized, you know, that um, he says like he's his true self, you know. And then even like at the aftermath when he's in, in the, um, with the other, this one looks like probably a doctor. At the end, you know, when he's sitting back, he's been arrested and they put him in that um, oh, 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 yeah. yes. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm with uh, you. Because I try to catch it because at first I thought, because he starts laughing. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, oh my gosh, is that the awkward laugh? Because at first it sounded that way. So if it is, then it could have been that the whole thing was right in his head. And Yeah, that he's been there the whole time. Because you have that quick flash of him hitting his head mm-hmm. in yeah. the middle of the movie, hitting his head on the wall when yeah. she... The social worker asked him how he uh, felt about being there or why he thought he was um, in the Institute. Mm-hmm. So he could have been there the whole time. You just don't know. Yeah. So I just tried to, yeah. So I thought that in the beginning, but then as he laughed, I'm like, I just couldn't really tell if that was his regular laugh or his, because he seemed like he... I kind of what they want us to not yeah, know. Because yeah. it didn't seem like he was out of control in that one. Mm-mm. So those are the evolutions of his laugh or his different types of laugh. So maybe if you... Didn't catch it before. Maybe you caught it also. Another thing I, I really thought, and I have some notes here as well. Let's see. Um, that one. Oh, yeah. It's um, 
his his Are walking. you covering them so I can't see them? Yeah, I was <laughs> can see if you want to see. Um, okay. Um, the way he carried himself, I've told you about. Did you notice how he walked in the beginning? How it transformed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, you, and only because you told me to watch for it. Like, anytime he's going up the stairs, you know, he's hunched over, he's tired. But that last time when he's the iconic scene from the trailer, he's mm-hmm. jumping down the stairs. He's completely his back is straight. Mm-hmm. He's you know sitting in the chair when he's on the Murray show. He's got great posture. He is in command of his person. So, yeah, I definitely noticed that change. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, my goodness, I think I first noticed it when he was walking back from Arkham Hospital in the rain. He just straight up. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that was pretty. One thing I had a question about is, and I have the name, um, Zazie Beats, but her name was Sandra or something like that, the neighbor. Okay. When he goes back to her apartment, mm-hmm. he walks out. But do you think she met her in? Do you think he killed her? I don't think he did. I don't know. Cause maybe just wonder about when he walks out. We didn't see anything. Like, we didn't yeah. hear it. They tend to show us. Mm-hmm. I didn't see or hear anything. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't think he did. Mm-hmm. I think either. that would be one that would get to survive, kind of like the other guy that he worked with, the... Mm-hmm. The short guy that he worked with, you know, yeah, he didn't yeah. kill everyone. Yeah, I guess you're right because she wasn't exactly mean to him or anything mm-hmm. like that. And I, she was trying to be nice when she was like, "What's wrong? Is there someone I can call?" Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't think so, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, one thing I noticed the second one, just for a brief second, I, um, the first scene where you have. Arthur Fleck sitting at the table. It's earlier in the beginning of the movie, and he's writing in his journal. Okay. And then he kind of smiles, and he writes something about everyone expects you to... Oh, the funny thing about having a mental illness is everyone expects you to act like you don't. Yeah. Okay. So the second time I watched it, I, as he... Uh, I just kind of... I knew what, was, what he was going to do, but then I noticed... Wait a minute. I said... I paused. Did he just... Okay. He's writing... With his left hand? Left hand. So this time, the third time around, I looked at it and he did. When he was writing regular things, he wrote his right hand. Then when he wrote the crazy stuff or the things that came from his head, he switched to the left hand. Interesting, because I saw him writing with his left hand and I didn't notice before which hand he had mm-hmm. used, but I noticed like his handwriting was very sloppy in the journal, which that could have just been you know, his handwriting sloppy, but it looked... It looks like when you're a kid and you try to put the pen in the your wrong hand and yeah. write. That's what his writing in his journal looked like. So I, I was curious. I'm glad you noticed. I did. Then I said, you know what? I want to see if he does other stuff. Mm-hmm. And the, in the subway, when he shot those three guys, he used his left hand. Interesting. So I thought, okay, maybe he's just left-handed. But for the rest of the movie, he did everything else with his right hand. He smoked with his right hand when he was in the comedy club. He wrote with his right hand. So when he was author, when he was just regular, timid, scared, um, Arthur, Arthur, he was right-handed. Huh. But then when he every atrocity he committed, when he stabbed his that coworker with the scissors, when he shot Murray, everything was left-handed. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't catch that. I I yeah. did catch him writing, but. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So it's one of those I? yeah nuances, and so definitely it's something I would be willing to watch again. I don't think I 
go to the theater necessarily, but I would definitely, <laughs> when it comes out, um, just to... Uh, just rent it. Yeah. <laughs> to watch one more time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or two. Yeah, I, I think that's something I would I'd watch over and over mm-hmm. again. It's just a good, just brilliant um, acting um, by Joaquin Phoenix and the, and the cinematography and just the storytelling was just, by Todd Phillips, was just excellent. We watched that interview. Um, I can't even remember who he was on, but we watched Joaquin Phoenix, an interview with him mm-hmm. um, after we saw, you and I saw The Joker for mm-hmm. the first time. And um, the interviewer asked him about his makeup and was like, you know, did you feel like The Joker when you put your makeup on? Mm-hmm. And he had said, like, he only, like, there's only one time in the movie where it's Joaquin that put on the makeup because they had a makeup artist, which I didn't even really think about that. It makes complete sense that, yeah, it would be a makeup artist that does it. But that just kind of made me watch. And um, I noticed when he's working at the Ha Ha's, um, his makeup, when he does his lips, everything's outlined. But then when he becomes the Joker, nothing has an outline on it. Hmm. And I hadn't picked up on that before, and I don't know what they were trying to say with that. Um, but I, kinda, I just started to watch the costumes a little bit. And then I don't know if you noticed the scene um, when he meets Bruce. Mm-hmm. They're wearing the exact same colors. Oh, yeah. Both hmm. of them have on a tan jacket. Bruce's is just that, like, gorgeous mm-hmm. wool button-up. Mm-hmm. His is that kind of cargo-y jacket. They both have on white shirts, but Bruce's is the really crisp, clean white turtleneck, and his is the white button-up. They both have on black pants and dark shoes, and there's a scene where they're both at the gate mm-hmm. looking at each other, and the gate is in between them. And it was just kind of a very powerful picture. It was on the screen for, like, half a second, but um, I didn't notice it the first time, and this time it just kind of jumped out at me. Oh, I completely missed that. That's a pretty good eye. But did you notice, uh, I did notice the each time always gives me a little smile. I think, I think it's intentional when Arthur does go to the main manor and, and sees Bruce in the treehouse. You know like Bruce gets down from the treehouse? The pole. Yeah. Yeah. And that, like in the old 1960s yeah. Batman show. I saw that. I wondered if that was a nod to it or if that was just, yeah. Mm. Like that one. I didn't catch it the first time, mm. though, but I saw it this time. And then I made looked at it this time. And another thing with colors, because um, you think, you know, of course, when Arthur Fleck puts on the Joker makeup, he has that mask. Mm-hmm. You know, that explains why he has the green hair and, of course, the paint. But the suit, you know, because when you think of the Joker, he has the purple and the green, you know, right. all throughout the comics and even the movies and cartoons, all those medias. But this time he has that dark brown, and then he has that yellow mm-hmm. as well. And then... You know, and his shirt's like a turquoise. Yeah, so think about those colors. And again, I'm not sure if this is factual or not, but when he... Because I was trying to just look for everything, you know, all kind of Easter <laughs> eggs. When he takes the files from the clerk about his mom and runs downstairs and hides in the um, stairwell, the two colors... Uh, the dark brown and the yellow. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah, so I was wondering, like, that's the Arkham colors. Right. And so... Interesting. Uh, I didn't yeah. pick up on that. Mm-hmm. Next time. Yeah, so it definitely will be a next time. All right, so that's just our, our musing of the Joker. Again, as to... Is that the real Joker that some people are speculating? You know, it could be another Joker that will help... 
tie in the nemesis of Bruce Wayne and Joker because there's too great of an age difference right there. Uh, if you want him to come back as a Joker to fight against Batman, could be, but again, that's kind of a um, my thing. I liked it at it as is. I don't want to see him come back and then Batman to share the screen time. Um, you know, in that comparison with Heath Ledger's Joker and mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix is just can't really compare the two because Heath Ledger was sharing with Christian Bale and Gary Oldman and just, you know, a yeah. cast where this is just purely Joker. He had more screen time, had more time. Not saying that Heath Ledger didn't, you know, knock out of the park. He did. He was outstanding. But this is, a, like you said, a more character study, um, which is phenomenal. But that's our our two cents about it. Hope you enjoyed listening. And always, you know, again, with the Joker, you know, let you know that it is something that's, we don't recommend taking your kids to it. I no, know a lot of definitely not. parents do that. But again, just the content about emotional and social and mental illness. And again, always, you know, if you're someone who is suffering from um, mental illness, if you just don't feel right or if it just, feel like there's maybe the um, world is not right, you know, we ask you to seek help too. If you have suicidal thoughts or just anger or anything like that, um, please, you know, seek help. And I think, you know, there's like suicide hotlines and things online to, to get help because we really don't think that, you know, that um, we really want to be aware and let other people know about awareness of mental health issues. All right. So just, you know, until next time, we'll see you later.